So guess where I'm going this weekend? Uh, Portugal. No. <sighs> really thought I would get that one. <laughs> Dang it. I'm going to a Dickens Christmas festival. <laughs> it's... You're going to what a Christmas it's, festival? It's a Dickens. Like, like Charles Dickens. <laughs> you can't just go around doing that, Alice. <laughs> Are they? Do they... Do they allow that kind of thing there, or is it that kind of place? Is it that kind of place? It's right outside Louisville, where they usually hold a Renaissance festival during the summer. Okay. But then in the winter, it becomes uh-huh. Victorian England. Oh, Victorian so England. Like hot cocoa, uh-huh. and caroling, sleigh rides. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And they don't care if you just whip out your junk and just, <laughs> just start, as you say... Dickening? <laughs> yeah, they Please, don't mind. Please, sir, may I have some more, sir? It's <laughs> inappropriate, Alice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not happy for you. <laughs> Do you want to come? Good God, Alice! <laughs> this is Alice. And I'm losing my voice. And this is going terribly. Yes, yes, it is. If you drink coffee, the cream will stay in you forever. So, do you believe that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it took till episode I... 114, but we're on it, huh? I'm not asking we're for me, per se. Oh, you're asking for America. <laughs> you're asking for the world. You're asking for... For God and the angels and all that is right in this world. Wow, wow. What is the truth? You sound like, uh, you know, a pundit. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I, I dabble in puns sometimes. <laughs> I, <I'll, laughs> hey, how'd you make that joke? Oh, I punned it. <laughs> Sorry. Jeffrey Epstein, I'm going to level with you, Alice. <laughs> like, is it conspiracy theory? I don't do a ton of research in this world, mm-hmm. and I don't know much about his death. Mm-hmm. I know now a little bit about his life, and, mm-hmm. it, and it just yeah. sounds terrible. Right, right. <laughs> it's just, like, I don't know anything else about him except, you know, there was some island action. Uh. <laughs> And it, was not, it wasn't like the good island action. It wasn't like, oh, go to the Bahamas, y'all. You know, we'll, have, we'll have a good time. Let's go to Hawaii for your... No, it was not bad. Not like that, yeah. It was yeah, bad yeah. island action. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Bad, bad island, island action. action. <laughs> uh, so, why do you ask? Okay. So, <laughs> I had auditioned for an audiobook recently. It's nonfiction. Uh, written by a journalist named Whitney Webb. And I did like a cursory background check on her, like what else she has done, her podcast and all that. And it seemed on the up and up, you know, and the the script excerpt was well written. Excerpt. Excerpt. What did I say? No, that's what you said. I enjoyed it. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed you. I enjoyed you pronouncing that P. <laughs> Epsert. Eps. Ep- Jeffrey Epster. Ex- yeah. Epstein. <laughs> Jeffrey um, Upskirt. Yeah. So it was. It was well written, and the the book isn't so much like conspiracy theory. It's more. It's called One Nation Under Blackmail, and it's more writing about Whoa. the past, like maybe the 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 past thirty years of cover ups that led to Jeffrey Epstein. You know? Oh. So it's it's more. 
more like that. And I guess maybe there's a clickbaity aspect of it that's like speculating about his death. But I feel like... <laughs> Did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Read this entire book and find out. <laughs> and and not find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, circumstances, circumstances surrounding his death are uh-huh. a little muddy, you know? Um, so, sure. So, you know, I, I auditioned for it. And uh-huh. I got a, a reply back from the producer that they like my voice and they, you know, they want me to narrate it. So then I checked it out a little more. Uh-huh. Um, like it's it's and I I looked at a couple of other episodes of hers and, you know, she's she's articulate and she's not um, she's not a pundit. Like she doesn't seem like a pundit. She seems uh, like a journalist. Oh, you know? that's a shame. I, I really like people who can do good puns, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> don't I know it? That's fine. You don't have to be yeah. able to do puns, but but the thing is, like, I found her on a podcast of it was a a Bitcoin NFT podcast. Oh my! So God. it's it's already stuff that I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. all the comments, I was looking at the comments to see if there was any like political debate surrounding you know what she's bringing up, and it was all very. Like, great job. This is incisive journalism. This is brave journalism. Like, it was overwhelmingly positive. So then I was kind of suspicious. Mm-hmm. And... Hey, Whitney, are you just leaving yourself comments over and over? <laughs> is that what you were suspicious about? That's what I think when people when I see right. that. Or um, fans of the host um, are, are paid to, you know, provide those comments. They're paid comments. in Bitcoin. Yeah. Yes, exactly. NFTs, Yeah. <laughs> So then I, you know, I was kind of trips to bad islands. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go on. And yeah, and I feel like the author, she's very, she's a good rhetorician in that she's not going to say anything incendiary, you know, like. I'm just baffled by the word rhetorician. Okay. She won't say say anything that is blatantly political Mm -hmm. so i was trying to see if there was anything specifically anti-clinton or specifically anti-trump and no she's very politic politic about it Uh (laughs) so you know um so i i told the producer when my schedule was they said Uh it's a little far out um like they they might might want they might want something like an earlier release date so so they're gonna get back to me Uh uh-huh and so I thought, well, I guess I won't fight hard for it because I'll just let the f- chips fall where they may. It's like if they want me, you know, I figure I rationalize it in the sense that I am a voice and I am interpreting this text. It doesn't have to be something that yeah. I believe in, you, I guess. You will make yourself the island. <laughs> and if they want you, they will come no, to that you. that make sense. What? <laughs> I may not know enough about Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> but I'm the conduit, so does that make me Elaine oh, Maxwell? No, no, I was like, no, no. <laughs> you're, the, you're the airplane. <clears throat> oh, God. Anyway, uh, okay. So it's like, yeah, if they want me, you know, I'll do it. And it would be, you know, I, you know, I rationalize it to myself. Like, it's like, yeah, it's not like I have to believe it, but it is it is writing that is out there. And, it's a gig economy. <laughs> sure, there's that. It is writing that is out there that... I think um, people on any side of the spectrum should be aware of. You okay. Know? Have okay. you have you read the whole thing already? Or uh, they don't they haven't given me the whole. book Oh, okay. Already. I understand. Well, I, understand. I mean, the whole book is available on Amazon already, but I'm you know I haven't bought it to you're read not, it. Yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. buy it. Like, <laughs> like but this, then, this might be my book. Why would I buy my book? <laughs> yeah. 
But then if they if my schedule doesn't work out, then I guess no harm, no foul. Well, but, unless you're Jeffrey Epstein. Well, he's already dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so one of the things that did give me pause was that she was on Glenn Beck's podcast. Okay. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. I'm going to level with you right now. Mm. I don't really know a whole lot about Glenn Beck. Oh, okay. See, I don't um, really either, but when I, I used to... Hmm? I, I've heard his name. I know he's an incendiary figure. I'm actually not <laughs> even sure which side he's incendiary for. <laughs> um, so, I, like, I, uh, uh, years ago, when I used to do pub trivia at Rira, my team name, I was on a team with several USI faculty members. Uh-huh. Our team name was always Glenn Beck does something terrible from the news that week you know like (laughs) it's a long it's a long name (laughs) glenn beck fill in the blank so i I knew that he was a conservative pundit um but i feel Mm -hmm. like in the past couple of years he has been not as bad as he used to be maybe i'm 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 currently googling him a little bit but i'm still listening to you yeah you can go on Mm mm-hmm yeah, so that's my that's the extent of my knowledge about okay. Glenn Beck. Okay. Um, but then I, I listened to that episode a little bit, and you know she was still you know articulate and moderate, moderate in her emotions, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like Glenn Beck can get Ooh. really, he can gesticulate, he can get really angry and worked oh, up. Which one? Which one is more dangerous though? Because the You're calm, right. level-headed one mm-hmm. can can like mm-hmm. can get more people. Right. Who themselves are are typically more calm and level headed. Yes. Whereas like the the ah the big fiery one, he can get those crazies. <laughs> so know. he's so he is more of an obvious uh uh-huh. op, op, opponent, maybe. <laughs> I like how you just struggle with the word opponent a little bit a little bit, but you had rhetorician or whatever just on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes talk bad. <laughs> <laughs> so does Glenn Beck, apparently. <laughs> I am I'm a I'm somewhat educated on Mr. Beck. Oh, now. okay. I'm somewhat educated on him. I did a quick uh, Google, quick Wikipedia. I am on this. If you want to know something about Glenn sure. Beck. Sure. Okay. I've got uh anti abortion. Uh, Pro gun, uh, big time Trump lover. Ah. Uh, he called Trump a moral and ethical choice. When he was running for president. Well, a lot of people thought that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they have since changed their minds. <laughs> I understand the Epstein co- connection here. Um, he, uh, But before he loved Trump, he was a big-time Ted Cruz lover who, uh-huh. who, who claimed to hate Trump because that's how it worked. Oh, okay. And then Cruz faded. It was like, oh, no, Trump, he's great. I don't know why he went Thanks, Russian. Thanks, but... Dr. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Look at Donald Trump. He's so moral and ethical. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Beck does not believe in climate change. Mm. He does believe in the resurrection of Christ. You know, well, take that nat- for what you will. Naturally. Just, just giving it to you like it is. What is resurrection of Christ? Christ was resurrected. Oh, I thought it was had something to do with now. Like, the... the third coming or whatever <laughs> if you play your cards right i'll give you a third coming <laughs> later so sorry that was right after jesus talk it's usually during jesus talk you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh god oh god 
<laughs> what are you doing, Dr. Nick? I'm jerking off. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he also thinks that poor people are poor because they don't know how to oh. live within their means. Oh. So I got all that. That was from my, Wikipedia. That was my two minutes. Because I feel yeah, like... yeah. A lot of this is him like saying these things. Oh. It's not like here's what people think. Okay, because I was like Wikipedia is usually a little more right unbiased. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun when you can just quote someone. Yeah. <laughs> when you can just be like, oh look, this is what he actually says. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm. I guess I'm not a fan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like, but you know, so she was on his podcast, and it was kind of. I mean, well, she wasn't bleh, but the uh, the the content ethos by association the ethos by association. Mm-hmm. All these fancy ass words on the these EBA. <laughs> you gotta watch out for the EBA. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get you. So I guess if they contact you, then you get to decide then, huh? I mean, after all this rigmarole, I feel like if they want me, I should do it. Uh huh. <laughs> now, will you? You're laughing at me. I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good rigmarole last weekend. Put some jam on there. It was it was delicious. I like a good cheese rigmarole sometimes. You know, a little thyme and rosemary. Uh, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. <laughs> you didn't know Glenn Beck. Now you do. <laughs> I've already forgotten most of the stuff. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, here's my question, Alice. Mm. If you were to agree to this and they send you the book, would you have to, like sign the contract before you read the book, or could you read the book first the and con- then be like, and then be like, "Whoa, <laughs> this is a bit out there." No, thank I you. I mean, if I really wanted to do my due diligence, due diligence. Due diligence. diligence. That's a it's a nurse down at old West Side Baptist, I think. <laughs> nurse diligence. I would I would maybe find the book at a library and read it first in this interim because once they offer the contract, it expires after three days, so I wouldn't have enough time to read it in three okay. days. So I guess. they they offer the contract and give the book at the same time. No. They don't give the oh, book until until you sign the contract. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I was asking. Oh, I see. If you had to, well, that is some garbage. Well, I mean, I can access the book elsewhere. Okay. Well, well, hit that library, girl. <sighs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I would just feel bad for you because I know you're like, how bad could it be? And I'm you're just right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just you know, it's, it's a gig, but like, if it were somehow just very very bad yeah like it really stood against <laughs> things you stand for and you're contracted like oh that'd be rough to have to go through with that and then like know it's out there with your voice mm. that's all i'm saying like i, what I mean you... i've narrated bad books before how i mean how different is that from this <laughs> <laughs> they're probably books that don't take stances though it's probably, right yeah i'll it's get like oh. i'll get a bunch of youtube comments and uh-huh it's probably like all oh, this construction worker wants to make out with this dog what i don't know what kind of fantasy romance there is out there <laughs> i'm not talking about those books oh okay <laughs> i'm talking about like three hour cookbooks about nothing girl <laughs> you think those authors aren't gonna listen to this podcast <laughs> No, no, no! It's it's partially a scam. It's like you can't that's just how they call your business a scam. No, no, no! <laughs> the people who put out three-hour cookbooks—they're just trying to 
get a book that hits the three hour mark so that they can get a bunch of promo codes mm. to like redeem for cash value. Whoa. Yeah. So what? so they so they reel in a bunch of new narrators who don't know any better and pay them shit wages to narrate a short book that's like not worth anything for the narrator. And then the producer makes some money that way. Okay. But I can't imagine it's that much money. But it's kind of it's kind of a hustle, I guess. I pictured some lady sitting at home with her with her rolling pin just covered in flour and there's ingredients strewn out across the island in her kitchen and she's got this podcast on. She's like, "That nice woman who did my book is on this podcast. I can't wait to see what she says today." And you're just calling her book a scam and <laughs> oh no! I just love the kitchen, and I don't know how to be concise. <laughs> but you know, whatever. She should learn how to be concise. Clearly, mm. it's on you, Jill Diligence. <laughs> and also, this is a twenty-six hour book. It's a what now? <laughs> a twenty-six hour book. Wow. This is like War and Peace, but it's more uh, like... Probably less than that, uh, honestly. It's more like War and Trying to Get a Peace. Am I right? Mm. <laughs> I would narrate that under a pseudonym. <laughs> it's Ooh, like, what if I narrated this under a pseudonym? <laughs> might be best. I don't want to offend them, you know. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I. This is a real pickle. A pickle. It's a real pickle. <laughs> and now, what if they hear this podcast? Can they void your contract? I guess you haven't said anything bad. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Except about Mister Beck. He's not going to listen to this. Yeah, screw that guy. <laughs> Can we get him on the podcast? <laughs> I haven't anybody sitting here like screaming yet. You know. <laughs> big big and animated that'd be fun to watch just mm -hmm. watch him melt down as, mm -hmm. while i make him play stupid games <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cute he could do a bunch of commercials for us like that's okay. what he does on his podcast like oh, he'll really? he'll do a commercial but he'll he'll narrate it you know and he'll be selling some kind of product right 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 mm -hmm. right yeah i'm gonna make him play a game like here are the here are the reasons Trump was the worst president. I'm like, oh, why would you? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kill you. I don't know what he sounds like. Hmm. Or I'd be like, oh, here are all of the signs that climate change is real. <laughs> it, how is this a game, Doug? Uh, I I'll be like, oh, is this a sign? Oh, okay. <laughs> and it'll be like, like this is a are sign. Are you just trying to browbeat him into submission? <laughs> That's a, unfair. This is a sign. Climate change is real. True or false? And they'll all be true. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be like false. He's like, well, you gave false. three trues. This one's got to be false. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, Jesus's tomb didn't stink after three days. What? I'm, don't worry about it. I'm trying to bring it all together, the resurrection and whatnot. Uh -huh. A human body would smell a lot right. after three days. Oh, are you saying that in the Bible it said the tomb didn't smell? Uh, that's that's my theory. It's not a theory. <laughs> Does the Bible say that? I don't know. Why don't you go to the audiobook version of it and tell me? <laughs> See if you can get that one. You think it'll take you 26 hours? <laughs> Why don't you go talk to God and see if you can get a contract? Jeez! <laughs> what? <laughs> that wasn't 
blasphemous. That was a joke about who would commission you to do an audiobook of the Bible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Peter? I don't know. One of those uh, apostle fellows, maybe. It's getting a little bit more blasphemous now. <laughs> One of those apostle fellows. Hey, what's the difference between apostle and an apostle? <laughs> It has something to do with the pouch. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's such a stupid joke, Alice. Thank you. It's my favorite thing you've ever said. <laughs> oh, my God. So what's new with you? What's new with me? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't have any, you know, life-altering decisions to make about... About reading books. Mm. I guess if I read a book, that would be a life-altering decision, right? right yeah. <laughs> One of the many books that I've bought you Who has the, the time years? to do that? Hey, 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 hey. I cherish those books. I cherish. <laughs> you don't want to crack the spines. I'm about to say that, yeah. <laughs> I cherish them so much, I don't want to risk ruining them. <laughs> I'll get you the audiobook. <laughs> that would be amazing. Really? Yeah. Would you, do you think you'll be into listening to audiobooks? I think what I would do... Uh, Alice, uh, for reference, Alice got me John Moxley's autobiography uh, <laughs> for Christmas last year, I believe. One of the things. Okay. Uh, John Moxley is a famous professional wrestler for All Elite Wrestling, <laughs> AEW, <laughs> and I'm really excited that I own it. And I don't know <laughs> I don't know when I'll read it, if I'll read it, but I really love owning it. I've heard it's a great book. <laughs> there has since been an audiobook, audiobook <gasps> oh. version of it released. And what I would do with that particular book, I can't say I would do this with every book. With that one, I would listen to the audiobook as I read the book. Oh, does he narrate it? I don't know, honestly. Mm. I think oh, he, he should. Well, sure, yeah. So you'd listen know. and read it. That's what I would do because I can't just listen to something and mm -hmm. not like do things because I feel like my mind would wander. Mm. But then also I can't do something and listen to an audiobook because then I feel like I wouldn't pay enough attention to the audiobook. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, there's no middle ground for me. <laughs> But I think I could read it and listen to it, and then all my senses would be taken care of. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, so I've actually thought about that before, getting the audiobook and then trying to listen and read. Okay. What about the Tony Schiavone book? That one, I was actually just thinking about it a couple, a couple days ago. <laughs> Tony Schiavone is a famous professional wrestling commentator <laughs> who works for All Elite all Wrestling. All the books I've gotten you are about wrestling, they are about including wrestling. that poetry book uh -huh. written by that wrestler. Written by a wrestler, yeah. <laughs> You love wrestling books. <laughs> that because those are the only things, those are the only books that you're like, oh, I wish I had that. Aw. <laughs> you going to give me the Young Bucks book next? That'd be kind of cool. I guess I could. Killing the Business. I think there's an audiobook version of that, too, but I'm guessing <laughs> they don't read that together. Why not? I don't know. Like, in sync with each other? The Young Bucks well, are- they can alternate chapters. The Young Bucks are a famous professional wrestling tag team who work for All Elite Wrestling. <laughs> So you asked about the Tony Schiavone book. Oh, it's yeah. actually like a graphic yeah, novel right, type right, right, right. thing. Mm -hmm. And like I was thinking butts about the other seats. day. Yeah, Butts and Seats it was called. And I thought about that and like, yeah, I do want to crack that open. Um, I, can, <laughs> crack that I can see it blank. on my shelf right now as we're sitting. And yeah, I'm going to, yeah, if I remember and if everything's so busy and stressful, it's <laughs> holiday time. and I've just been super busy. Work has been <laughs> legit right now. <laughs> Um, I would I would like to crack that open soon. I'd like to I'd like to check that one out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has mm -hmm. pictures. It has pictures. That's what I need, really. Yeah, I'm a child. <laughs> you want to give me Christmas is right around the corner. You want to give me like a Dr. Seuss book? I'm all in. 
Oh, the places you'll go. I've never read that one, but uh, when I was a kid, I loved the Butter Battle book. What? So if you don't want to find that one, just tell you gifts to get for me. The Butter Battle book. Uh, is it a Dr. Seuss book? Absolutely. Hmm. And you know how a lot of Dr. Seuss books are like allegories and oh, yeah. stuff, and, mm-hmm, and they have mm-hmm. moral lessons? Mm-hmm. That's one about like, you know, the the uh, harmfulness of war oh. and things of that nature. Like, hey, you don't have to fight, y'all. Or like how war escalates, how it can start as a little teeny tiny thing and then just... Mm. The Butter Battle Book by Dr. <laughs> Reginald Seuss. <laughs> What? <laughs> Prove to me that's not his You're, name. I don't know his okay. first name, yeah. Well, his last name's not Seuss either, but... <laughs> oh, oh no, wait, I do know his name. Theodore Geisel. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Reginald Seuss. Oh, it's going terribly. No, I think it's been going pretty well. Oh, really? I had some good word talks. <laughs> you sure did, honey. <laughs> I had some good work talks. <laughs> I guess it is going pretty well. I mean, it has gone terribly, you know. Recently, it went terribly. What? And, uh... <gasps> we haven't had... We haven't retrospected in a while. I know. It's been two months. <laughs> For those new to the podcast. Woo. The first episode of the month, we generally do uh, a segment called It Went Terribly, where we correct ourselves mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. expand upon things yeah. we talked about yeah, in previous yeah, yeah. episodes. And uh, we didn't do last month because they, we had guests, we were busy, mm-hmm, there was a lot going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. So we have two months worth. <laughs> but don't worry, I've trimmed it down to just the essentials. That's what you did in the bathroom earlier. <laughs> Ew. Is that a puke joke? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. That's what I call him. I call him the essential. Uh, So uh, let's do It Went Terribly Cute Alice Yeah We talked about Thanksgiving recently And uh, we asked Why did the pilgrims Have belt buckles on their hats Oh my gosh Why I am on tenter hooks Why would they have belt buckles on their hats they didn't. Oh. They didn't, Alice. What? Isn't that even crazier? Was it just illustrated like that in, in picture books? Who did that? <laughs> Come on, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> he doesn't. Anyway, uh, Glenn Beck, you son of a... <laughs> Dr. Seuss. <laughs> they also didn't wear black and white to Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. Uh, because black and white was saved for formal occasions like church. But uh, well, they didn't think this dinner was no, formal. This was like a party. Oh, like they they oh, sang and they played games. Cocktail attire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cocktail attire. <laughs> they had their martini glasses, and the women had their heels on with their pearls. <laughs> that part may not be true. <clears throat> I learned, and you might be covering this already. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Virginia Dare. She was not 
at the first Thanksgiving. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know who Virginia Dare is. Am I going to have to Google that, or are you about to tell me who she is? I, I'm about to tell you. I, it was, she was just the first like historical name that popped into mind because okay. I grew up in Virginia, and I feel like we studied her, and I guess I didn't remember who she was. Okay. She was uh, in the Roanoke Colony. Oh, so Roanoke. a while before Thanksgiving, she was the first English child born in a New World English colony. Hey, that's a big deal. So cute. That's great information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Whatever happened to her? She's still around or? Yeah. I mean, I think she owns a little mom and pop bakery. That's down awesome. The street. Yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. called Dare You to Eat It. Um, <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... The buckles on the hats, mm. uh, they came about in England decades later. Like, oh. they, they were eventually a thing in England, but like decades later. And they were used as a status symbol to show what? to show that you big shot. You a big shot. <laughs> you had to be, didn't you? You want to know also at that first Thanksgiving, you may already know this, Alice, as well, that they didn't eat, like, turkey and stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, they didn't eat any of the things what? that we eat for Thanksgiving. Like, Not even maize? <laughs> they may have had maize. I don't know. Mm. That wasn't on my list of things they did or didn't have. Oh. Uh, but they likely ate duck, geese, and deer. Man, that sounds good. <laughs> Duck, geese, and deer, and then seafood as well. What? Like lobsters and mussels. Because no. I guess they were like by the ocean there, and uh, like the the, uh, the indigenous peoples, they uh, they supplied like thirteen deer or something like that. And I don't know the you know the old buckle hats. They were off catching some mussels. <laughs> the gym is that away. <laughs> what does that mean? The mussels. Oh, catching some muscles. Can we, they got me the new slang for going to the gym. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to catch these muscles? Hey, you want to come over later? No, nah, man, I got to catch them muscles. <laughs> oh, word. <laughs> <laughs> I caught me some muscles last night. <gasps> yeah, so did your girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why don't we eat duck and deer? Uh, some lobster people, for some people Thanksgiving. have turducken. Oh, you're right. I don't know if that if if they do that because wow. of that or if they just think it's good together. I have no idea. Uh, uh, they also didn't have potatoes of any kind. Oh, like no mat or <laughs> no mashed. Yeah, but they didn't have like you know a regular like a russet or Idaho <laughs> or whatever, and they didn't have sweet potatoes no, either. Oh yeah, that's. This whole history is no, different. No Yukon gold. Mm. This is some, what about yucca? I couldn't tell you. I didn't. That one didn't come up in my minimal research. Mm. They also mm-hmm. didn't have sugar. Oh well. And, <laughs> and wheat flour was also hard to come by. Huh. So I don't know what they were just sitting around eating lobster. They were eating meat. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just all the meats. I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so was your girlfriend last night. (laughs) Catch this muscle. (laughs) Trim them essentials. (laughs) Or don't trim the essentials. No, you keep the essential. (laughs) You keep the essential the way it is. You trim around the essential. Mm -hmm. Speaking of fish. (laughs) 
<sighs> that one works. We were talking about lobster and mussels. I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, sardines, of course, because it was recently yeah. National Sardine Day mm-hmm. and how it has less mercury than most fish. Uh-huh, sure. And then you were all, what was your question there, Alice? Does that mean other fish have a lot of mercury? Yeah, and you started to panic about it. Mm. And it does mean that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So most fish have some mercury in them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Most of them. The larger the fish, generally speaking, the more mercury. Um, Well, I guess that makes sense. Like the more mercury like per... It's not just like the more oh. mercury total, oh, but like the okay. higher the concentration. Mm. Um, the larger the fish and the longer that fish lives, the more mercury. Because mm. the larger fish eat the smaller fish. Oh. The smaller fish that all have their traces or however amount. So like sharks, swordfish, um, something called a tilefish. Never heard of that. Yeah, me neither. Giant mackerel. Those things are lousy with mercury. Lousy! It uh-huh. will make you mad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what Mercury does? Yeah. <gasps> wow. That's why the Mad Hatter was called that. Oh, my God. This is where you get your Mercury information. It was uh-huh. from Alice in Wonderland. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Mercury, typically, from fish, is okay for humans. Mm. It's cool, but it will it, it can harm unborn babies. Oh, that's why you shouldn't eat sushi if you're pregnant. Right. Um, or a young child's developing nervous system. So, you know, don't give it to your toddler, I guess. Gosh, I feel like fish sticks are all toddlers' diets. I think fish sticks are going to be okay. Oh, because there's not a lot of actual fish. Yeah, I think it's like a little bit of pollock or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, don't give a don't give a toddler a, a shark. Okay. Don't give a toddler a shark. (laughs) Don't give a toddler to a shark either. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give a toddler a shark as a meal or as a pet. Why is why is the whole baby shark thing? Do 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 do. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like baby shark is our friend. We're not gonna eat him. (gasps) So the entire thing with baby shark is to teach us not to eat sharks because they're full of mercury. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> so deep, man. You don't get this kind of information from Glenn Beck. I'll tell you that right now. Sharks, they're not even real. Not Certainly not the baby ones. You can't prove they're real. Also, do you know how to get how to remove mercury from fish when you're cooking it or anything? No. Uh, there is no method of cooking <laughs> or cleaning fish that will reduce the amount of mercury. It's impossible. <laughs> Did you expect that answer? Because I didn't. I like. No, you set it up very well. You're very clever. No, I mean. <laughs> I hate you. I like triple checked this on the internet because I was like, this, oh. like, is this right? There has to be some way. Because there's always a way to remove something from something else, you know? Mm. Except like pee from a swimming pool. That's just. And, you know, like stirring cream into a coffee, you can't unstir it. Dang, you're right, girl. <laughs> That's what mercury is. That's it's in you. It's in you. It's the cream. That's why it's in the fish when the little fish have it, and then it's in the big fish once the big fish gets it. Yeah. And, yeah. Wait a minute. If you drink coffee, the cream will stay in you forever? No, I just mean the <laughs> the coffee 
uh, absorbs the cream. Wait a minute. If you go swimming in a swimming pool, somebody peed in, and you swallow some of that water, <laughs> their pee will be in your stomach forever? <laughs> you make a lot of good points today, Alice. Thank you. <laughs> is that is that Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> What does Joe Rogan have to do with he, anything? Isn't he the like his his logic is that kind of weird? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's pick on all the incendiary <laughs> podcasters today. Look, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't know enough about Joe Rogan, the current Joe Rogan, hmm. to uh, to feel anything about him. Mm-hmm. I I loved him on news radio, mm. and which uh, Doug has. Been showing me recently. I have. That's Alice, cute. Alice is sweet enough to watch my two favorite shows with me. Ah, yeah. The hour long, it's Psych, and for the the sitcom, it's News Radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just blowing through News Radio. Yeah, because they're shorter. They're they're fun and quirky. Yeah, and you're really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. it makes me happy. Yeah. Anyway, that was a quick detour. Sure. <laughs> uh, we went to the Parthenon recently. Oh. <laughs> it was you and me, Alice. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> And also, it wasn't the real Parthenon, but but it was pretty freaking cool. We went to the Parthenon in Nashville. You may remember us talking about it a few episodes ago. Yes. And uh, it's, it's... I mean, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like Tigger. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Wait, then what's the Pilbus... What's the Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> Did you say Pilbus? Shut up! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what the old people Ooh. take. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's two, but Tigger uh-huh. is three or more. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did we ever figure out if Hobbs talked? What's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Y'all, did Calvin and or Hobbs ever talk? Calvin in... did. He's the boy. Oh, we solved half of it. T- I mean, he's a tiger, and he wasn't even real, wasn't he? Wasn't he a stuffed animal? Well, when when he's in Calvin's imagination, he is an anthropomorphic tiger, I think. Oh, I don't believe in such things. That's the <laughs> devil's work. That's There's no such thing as anthropomorphic tigers. Uh, so we went to Nashville, Tennessee, and mm-hmm. they have an exact replica of the Parthenon there that they have decided to build for some reason, but it's really cool. Yeah, like why in Nashville? <laughs> why, is period? A, it already is there exists. like a Greek population in Nashville? Um, I, I couldn't tell you. Mm. It's not in my notes. Mm. I'll, I'll get intern Sean on that. <laughs> so, uh, so we went in there, and they have a gigantic statue. Right. Of Athena. Yes, and it's uh, 42 feet tall. Yeah. And she's carrying Nike in her palm. <laughs> Just do it, girl. <laughs> she's got Nike in one palm, Adidas in the other. No. That's not true. Mercury's in the other. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Mythology. Pilbus. <laughs> sounds like a name. Yeah, sounds like a name of a Greek writer. Pilbus? Yes, yeah. you're right. Um. <laughs> So it's a 42-foot-tall statue, and we said that it was the largest indoor statue in the world. Is it not? Um, I th- We had clearly misread or misremembered. Oh. It's the largest in the Western Hemisphere. I remember reading that now, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mm. largest 
indoor statue in the world. Do you want to guess how tall? Athena was 42 feet. 73. 87 oh. feet tall. Alice always overshoots. Mm-hmm. This time she did not. You, <laughs> you lose. I was really hoping I was overshooting. Oh, were you? Okay. Okay. <laughs> then I'm not sorry because you do lose this time. But. <laughs> you tried to overshoot. <laughs> yeah, so did so did I with your girlfriend last night. <laughs> Catch that muscle, girl. <gasps> sorry. Um. So this statue, watch me butcher the F out of this. This is the Avalokit. Tesvara statue. Avalokitesvara. Mm. Ah, I'm not going to even spell that for you. It'd take too long. <laughs> <coughs> statue, it's an incarnation of the Buddha. Oh. Uh-huh. And this is in the main temple of the, watch me butcher this one too, Gandantechinian Monastery. Mm. Gandantechinian. Mm. There's no way that's how it's pronounced. Hmm. Um, it was uh, finished, I guess, in 1996, and the Dalai Lama blessed it at its opening ceremony. Ah, 87 feet tall. I can't conceive of it. I've never been in a room that's 87 feet tall. Really? What about that funky concourse <clears throat> in Memphis? Uh, I Yeah, probably. <laughs> I guess we've been in stadiums that are probably oh, yeah. that tall. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't even... Picture how tall a stadium is. It has to be, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's double the size of that Athena, about. You're double the size of that. You know it. <laughs> uh, we're almost done here. I have one more. It went terribly. And this one's on me. Uh, we're talking about pizza. And I said that pizza started in China. Uh-huh. And, I and you were so sure. I approach this as a sure thing, and let me tell you why. Because I read this once upon a time in the Uncle John's Bathroom Reader series of books, and they give facts. Hmm. And, um... From what, like, 93? What? It was, is that book, like, out of date now? <laughs> yes, it was. It's no longer from China. <laughs> Pizza used to be from China, but not anymore. Uh, no, but, I mean... It's kind of not from anywhere because everyone has had the idea for pizza. Actually, that's that's <clears throat> what our friend Adam Gray of oh, Middle really? Aged Gaming said. Yeah, he, oh. he messaged me and he was like, I looked that up and it seems to be. Oh, you have notes on this too. Yes. Okay. Because uh, I have notes. so I'm going to give you a history lesson. He called it parallel culinary evolution. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so that's the actual term. No, no, no. But I mean, that's... <laughs> Definitely de- <laughs> describes it. It's a little, you know, it's the Pilbus term. <laughs> Pilbus is like aloha. It can mean whatever you want it to mean. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I make the rules on Pilbus here. So the um, the thing on it started in China. There is a legend that's never been dispelled or undispelled. It's never been dispelled or spelled. <laughs> that uh, Marco Polo. Yes. Mm-hmm. You've heard of it about this? Yes, that's Marco... what Adam said. Oh, okay. <laughs> Marco Polo had something called, watch me butcher the name of this, Kong Yu Bing. 
葱葱油饼okay cool mm-hmm. thank you uh it's like a scallion pancake it's like a scallion which pancake. i love and i feel like you've probably had something similar at the korean barbecue we went to in chicago oh okay <laughs> um so we had that in china and it's a bread dish filled with cheese and toppings cheese ew it's filled with cheese and toppings. This was in the 13th century. And uh, the story is that he tried to find a chef anywhere else he traveled to who could make it. Mm-hmm. And nobody else could make it. And then he was at a friend's dinner party. And he told the chef there about it. And he was like, can you make this? Can you find a way to make this? <laughs> uh, and uh, and they tried. The chef tried but could not replicate what Polo had eaten mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in China. And then Polo suggested, you know what? We can't make this. Let's just put the toppings on the top of the bread instead of the inside. <laughs> It'll be fine. And they did that, and they loved it. Mm-hmm. And the chef returned to Naples, where he continued to make it, and it took off from there. Mm-hmm. That's a story that's never been mm-hmm. dispelled or spelled. Now for the rest of the story. Oh, there's more. <laughs> what is that? Who is that? Who said that? What was that guy? Jack Handy? I don't know. No, that's the SNL guy. Uh, anyway, but the word pizza, mm. the word pizza was first recorded in 997 AD. Wow. 250 years before Marco Polo was even born. What? So the word. What twist? The word pizza existed back then. How? I mean, how did someone log that? How has that been spelled? <laughs> I mean, how, how do we even know? Don't make me research more. <laughs> and in and and then if you want to be like, oh, you know, what, oh, what is considered pizza? Who knows what is considered pizza? <laughs> but what I can tell you is, in the sixth century BC, <sighs> that's that's a long time ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sixth century BC, the apostles were around, <laughs> and apostles, <laughs> Persian soldiers. Baked flatbreads with cheese and dates on top on their battle shields. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be out there just baking. What if they needed to shield themselves suddenly? Uh, Eat eat fast, Rick. Yeah, it's like if I had a flatbread on my shield, it's not like I would treasure that flatbread, but it's like Uh I wouldn't. I couldn't make a decision that fast, and I'd get speared in the gut. Oh, God. Well, you could <laughs> flick the dates off, so you don't have to worry about that nonsense. And maybe the rest will go down a little bit easier. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Nobody wants dates on their freaking pizza. I like dates on my flatbread. Okay, whatever. And then in ancient Greece, uh, citizens would eat flatbread flavored with herbs, onion, cheese, and garlic. Mm-hmm. Is that a pizza? I think that's a flatbread. I feel like flatbreads are without the sauce. Oh, we're getting to that, Alice. Uh. We're getting to that. Thank you very much. Modern pizza dates to the 18th century when tomato was added to focaccia. I love focaccia. In Naples. So, yeah, tomato was eventually added in the 18th century. Mm. So that's what a lot of people call like current current pizza. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of up to debate. Did it start in China? Did it start in Persia? Did it start in Greece? Mm. Did it start in 18th century Italy? Or it's Naples, if you will. Parallel culinary innovation. But can I tell you about some other pizza type things in other countries? Yeah. Oh, I'll listen to this, girl. Listen to this. In Georgia, the country, 
Oh. <laughs> they make a dish made of egg, bread, and usually mozzarella, feta, and watch me butcher the name of this one, Imarelli cheese. I M U R E L I. Uh, and they make it to resemble a pizza boat. A boat? Yeah. Cute. So they got that going on. In Poland, they make a baguette-like pizza dish resembling an open-faced sandwich. What? Usually topped with cheese, mushrooms, and Polish ketchup. Mm, I don't know what that is. Me neither. Sounds gross, Poland. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> you can't even convince me that Poland exists. <laughs> I've been to Poland. I had the best Indian food there. <laughs> you went to Poland and had Indian food? Yeah. All right. You didn't have like sausage and No, I did. I had a lot of Polish food and it was good. But like I just we just decided to get Indian food and it was awesome. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um and in Japan, there's a pancake-like dish that is topped with sauces and toppings like octopus, shrimp, pork, mm. yam, and kimchi. Yeah. So that's a pizza mm-hmm. thing in Japan. Pizza's yeah. everywhere. Pizza's everywhere. And a couple of facts for you. Americans order 350 slices of pizza every second. That's gross. <laughs> like, total, total, Alice. There's not like one guy, like Glenn Beck's not sitting out there somewhere. Oh, I have 350 slices of ham and pineapple. You'd really stoke the economy, I guess. Um, the average American eats more than 20 pounds of pizza each year. Bull honky. <laughs> Do you think you eat 20 pounds of pizza every year? No, I don't. I'm not a pizza person. <laughs> I don't like myself. <laughs> You're not a pizza person. <laughs> Maybe you should do that book, Alice. <laughs> You're just one of them. <laughs>